Fraternal greetings of the December call. This December call is presenting to us a kind of silence. The silence which will enable us to listen to the sound within, which is called the voice of the silence. It so happens that today we have a grand conjunction of Sun, Mercury and Moon. Sun, Mercury and Moon are in conjunction. <laughs> the soul, the buddhi and the mind, they are, they are in a meeting, an in-camera meeting. Therefore there is Little scope to speak, little scope for the mind to express. When sun prevails over Mercury and Moon, only the Atman can be experienced, and not much can be expressed. Expression is possible only when there is a relation between a trine or a textile relation between sun and Mercury, where you receive the term from the soul to the buddhic plane. And from the buddhic plane, you receive into the mind, which is represented by the moon. And again, the thoughts are expressed with the help of Mercury, who is also the lord of speech. The lot of buddhi and the lot of speech has also the, the lot that enables reflection of thoughts. They are all in communion with sun. That is how this is the summer kali. Today the no moon day, sun and moon are anyway in connection. And then Mercury is also in conversation, meaning they are in deep communion. Atma, Buddhi and Manas are represented by Sun, Mercury and Moon. Atma, Buddhi and Manas are represented by Sun, Mercury and Moon. These three are in conversation. Then what happens? Only Sun prevails. <clears throat> the the brilliance of sun totally shadows buddhi and then the manas. They are but buddhi or manas, they make expressions of the soul. So when they are absorbed into the soul itself, it's an excellent day more for contemplation and meditation, and not for such a 
comfortable day to speak. It's not a, a day for speech. It's not a day for discourse. It's a day for perfect alignment of mind, buddhi and the soul called manasa, buddhi and atma. Atma, buddhi, manas are but the three aspects of the soul. <coughs> the soul functions with the help of the wisdom or knowledge and the mind enables us to express within or express outside, which has a double function. So when the three are in communion, it means it's a state of complete alignment. When there is a complete alignment of mind, buddhi, and then the atma, manas, buddhi, and atma. To make an effort to speak, you require an extra blessing coming from the master. Isn't it? There is no other way because speeches cannot happen when there is a conjunction of sun and moon. And it is much more so when there is a conjunction of sun, mercury and moon. So the love of speech is mercury. The lot of comprehension is Jupiter. <coughs> and then the ability to receive the reflections and express you need the moon. They are all in communion. The spokesperson, the communicating agent are absorbed into the very master. It's a very Such things do happen when we notice the planetary transition. That's why every occult student is recommended to get familiar with the planets. Not, you don't need to have a, a great wisdom of astrology. It's enough if you know which planet is in which house. And then a very basic understanding of the energies of each planet. Just a basic understanding. And basic understanding of the sunshine. That's enough. As you keep on relating to it, you will get live astrology on a daily basis. <coughs> so this live astrology is much more important than the bookish astrology. You get knowledge afresh because it is happening there. It is like just uh, getting the cake from the pan, fresh from the pan, that's what we say. In, uh, in our region we say it is the dosha coming from the pan structure, hot, hot. So it is much more tasty, much more experiencing. As we see the planets, we have Jupiter in Libra. And since we are in the month of Capricorn, it tends to be the tenth house for us. Today, Jupiter is at the meridian. <coughs> so he keeps on giving, showering. The start of comprehension causes expansion of consciousness. 
there is the, the work of Jupiter is to keep to give expansions in whichever direction you look for. If you are materially oriented, he gives material expansions. If you are spiritually oriented, he gives spiritual expansions. His principle is whichever way you are oriented, in that direction he gives the expansion. That is his work. So the expansion is, the principle of expansion is at the top of your head. That's why in Capricorn, when Jupiter is in Libra, which happens once in a twelve years like this, next year Jupiter will not be in Libra for December fall. <coughs> for December fall next year, Jupiter will be in Scorpio. And uh, December fall always happens in Capricorn, then Jupiter is in the eleventh house. Now it is in the tenth house, it just said the middle on. Means we can receive master's Jupiter energies during these days abundantly. The Jupiter is in 16 degrees of Libra and we are in the seventh degree of sun today. So for the next nine days we have nine, nine days, another four days, thirteen days. May say up to full moon. There is a, a great scope for receiving a vertical downpour of Jupiterian energies into us in meditation. If you look to the daily chart, you will understand it. <coughs> That's why daily chart is to be seen. The hierarchy recommends. The hierarchy consists of Lord Maitreya, Master Maurya, Master Kutkumi, Master Dvalku, the chief masters, Master Rakhuji, Master Jesus. These are the main ones who relate to. Well, there, is a, there are also Hilarian and Seraphists. <coughs> and then we have the hierarchy coming from Blue Mountains, Master CVG, Master and then Master EK. There is an emphasis upon uh, the students to relate to daily planetary placements. They are called the cows, the, the planets are called cows in Sanskrit. Gochara, that's how they go means cow, go also means planet. Go also means the body, go also means the, the planet as There are so many, that's the beauty of Sanskrit. <laughs> It gives multiple dimensions of, through one sound. <coughs> That's why we have go as a sacred sound. The, what we call go means cow. It's only go that has become cow in English. And uh, <coughs> we have similar sounds in other languages also. And in Spanish it is vaca, no? It is, the, it is the reversal of the sound. Gau. And then you have Gau. Isn't it? Gau. That's the original sound of Go. What we call it? Gau in Telugu is Gau. Gau. Gau is also Gauri. Isn't it? 
The sound down is of great consequence because it is the sound of Jupiter, <laughs> Guru. Jupiter is also called Guru. He gives expansion. So if you have a daily look at the cow, you get that expansion of passion. Your, your awareness is completely harmonized when you look at the cow. That's why looking at the cow is considered as part of discipline in ancient days. After that I am repeatedly informing our groups, have a cow in the group. <coughs> have a cow in the group and then relate to it daily, just look at it. If possible, offer some banana to it. Offer some banana or some grass to it. And relating to the cow, in the eye of the cow we can see the universe. The beauty of the cow is, in the eye of the cow you can see the universe. And uh, the cows have different qualities in it. You look at the cow, the Indian cow, the eye shines. The eye makes a complete observation of you. It is not, it is not drowsy with food. It is alert. It's not heavy. And it emits energies and harmonizes. Likewise, we have Gauri, meaning the mother. <coughs> Gauri. The mother. Who is said to be as brilliant as the white ray. That's why the sun ray is also called cow. The sun ray is called cow. It reaches us. Relating to the cow means relating to the sun ray also. Relating to thou also means to the mother who is the diamantine consciousness. Master Maurya calls it diamantine consciousness. As you wake up early in the morning, before the thoughts arrive, there is that state of awakening and not yet slipping into the thought plane. That is called state of pure consciousness, like a white screen, like a silver screen, which has a diamond brilliance. That is called Gau. That's how we have the, one of the names of the mother is Gau, <coughs> Gauri. And then we have Govinda. Isn't it? It's also related to the Saunda, Govinda. Go, Gau, Gau, Gauri, Govinda. Govinda means the master who permeates the whole creation, in and out, in and out. Within the forms, beyond the forms, he permeates and presides. is the presiding one. The presiding deity of the universe and the presiding deity of every form. The presiding deity relating to us, who we call the master, is called Govinda. Meaning he is the one that we all belong to him. All that is formed also belongs to him. The, 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 the nature and the beings in nature all belong to him. He is the owner. He is the owner and he, he entrusts the wealth of his nature to his own 
half shows, which are the beings. So knowing that everything belongs to Govinda are the master, all belong to the master. The beings belong to the master, the forms of the beings belong to the master, entire nature belongs to the master, the planet belongs to the master, the solar system belongs to the master, the clusters of solar systems belong to the master. Their movement belongs to the master. Time is in his hand. Isn't it? The wheel of time is run by him. And then the, the sound that enables all formations is with him as the conch. And he holds all the beings by the, by the several column with his maze. And he causes unfoldments, that's why he has a lotus in his hand. These are all symbolic speaking of the master who is all Govinda. Govinda. And then we have Ganga. Ganga means people think it was only river Ganges. Ganga is not just Ganges. The river Ganges is named after that. But Ganga means there is a double movement. Gam means it's a movement of formation. Gamana, go. See, go in English also means move. Gam, anapataya namaha. So this gam is a movement. There is one movement from above onwards, another movement from below upwards. There is one movement above onwards, and there is one movement below upwards. The energy is Involute and also evolute. There is an evolution of energies, there is an evolution of energies, which is a continuous process. The energies are called the space waters. The energies are called space waters. What we see as water on the planet is what is in the space as space water. It is the process of the space water. That's why it is said that Narayana is sleeping over waters. Sleeping means he is relaxed, not that he is in a in slumber. He is presiding over waters in a very relaxed manner, while there is an involutionary aspect and an evolutionary aspect of energy by which the beings keep coming down and keep moving up. <coughs> so this process of Moving down and moving up is happening with us on a daily basis. Every morning as we wake up, we keep on moving downwards towards the material. Every evening through sleep, we again move back into the source. And again we come back. So through the day, we, we get into evolution, and through the night, we get into evolution. So evolution is mostly a nightly or an afternal activity. Evolution is an afternal activity. That's why most of the meditation practices during the night hours and you have much more spiritual experiences during the night hours than during the midday hours of the day. Another dimension. What you see as darkness of night is nothing but absolute light. Anyway, that's another dimension. So there is a movement of energy from being 
from your distress, from the center of your being you wake up and then you are put into thought and then you are given into your mind, into your senses and the body and then you start moving and you enter into objectivity. And then every day, every evening you, you retrieve from the whole thing and as you approach into sleep you are collected back into your own original state of being. It's a happening that is on a daily basis. It's a daily happening. It is happening of a double movement of the energies which is called Ganga. Ganga. One Ganga relates to involution, another Ganga relates to evolution. So they are conducted by the one who is seen as the zero in between, Ganga. So, the Purnam means the conjunction between the involution and the evolution. So, Ganga, Ganga means involution and evolution, involution and evolution, involution and evolution. It happens on a daily basis, it happens on a monthly basis, it happens on an annual basis, it happens as a century, and there are so many, from smallest to cycle to the biggest cycle of time, there are evolutions and evolutions concurrently happening, that is what is called Ganga. So, such as those forms, I have come into this topic because of the planets, isn't it? Planets are also called those, those. That's why we say the daily transit of the planets in Sanskrit is called Gochara. Gochara. Gochara means movement of the cows. What are these cows? The cow is that which takes The cow. In, in a Vedic understanding, cow does not stand for just the animal. <coughs> cow is that principle which secretes. The planets secrete certain energies and we receive them. And there are these uh, planetary centers in us, in all the seven centers of the body. Seven centers of the body. They can cause, they can cause secretion, secretion. That's why the glandular secretions we have from Sahasrara to Mooladhara. It is these secretions that give us the needed bliss and the needed experience, the needed joy, the needed happiness. For a yogi, all glands secret in a manner that they form into an excellent recipe for experiencing the bliss. But ordinary, for ordinary beings, not all glands secrete. And some stop secreting, and some do not secrete at all, and some secrete much more than needed. See, you have gonas, you have pancreas, you have solar plexus secretions. There are also secretions of the heart coming from the thymus gland, which is possible only for a yogi. For a normal person, the thymus gland doesn't secrete anything. <coughs> the thyroid is either excessive or deficient and it, it, it secretes, but there is also pineal that can secrete for a yogi. For a, the difference between a yogi and an ordinary man is, <coughs> in the yogi there is 
separation of the thymus gland and separation of the pineal gland. One the open is the heart center, another open is the ajna center, the third eye. When these glands secrete, you have the beauty of the comprehension of the will of God and also the love of God. The love and the will enables you to experience And then there is a sacrifice in the top of the That's the ultimate of the sacrifice, which never happens to, even for an ordinary yogi, only for a siddha it happens, yogishwara, it happens. So there are cows that are sacred in us. Imagine that in Kaprajan, when Jupiter is in Libra, it is in the tenth house. When we are in Kaprajan, and when Jupiter is in Libra, <coughs> what happens? Libra stands as the tenth house for, for Kaprajan. So that means our tenth house is our meridian. In the month of this, in this month of Kaprajan, until the twenty degrees of sun in Capricorn, we are in the seventh degree now, meaning another thirteen to fourteen days. That's why I say up to full moon. Every morning, every morning, the Jupiter is on the top of your head. That's what we want, isn't it? And he keeps on causing expansion. Right from the top of the top of the meaning that there is from the roof there is a downpour of Jupiterian energy into the entire system. And in Chapter when sun is there, you should understand that you are in the heart center. Chapter exists in the knee and also exists in the higher heart center. So from Sahasrara to the higher heart center, there is such a downpour of energies. And along with the sun in the heart, there is also Mercury and Moon. They also receive it. This is the beauty of astrology, which you gain by your devotional understanding of the movement of planets. Not for an astrology, an astrologer who learns it by, by calculations and by, by charts. And by the one who learns it as a science is, is different from the one who learns it from the standpoint of synthesis. <coughs> synthesis enables us to understand the actual sciences in a far better manner. Don't get discouraged that we haven't gained this kind of understanding. You will get it. All that you need is to relate to the master, that's all. The master is Jupiter. The free master is Jupiter. That's why he is called Guru. When we say Guru, it means Jupiter. The name of Jupiter in Sanskrit is Guru. The name of Mercury is Buddha. The name of Sun is Surya, like that we have. So Jupiter presiding over your head is the best thing that we can ask for. The best thing to is right on your head. That's the best situation. Jupiter in Sahasara, Sun in Ajna, 
Vetri in the throat, Venus in the heart, Moon in solar plexus, Mars in sacral center, Saturn in base in the Moolazara. That is the most advantageous placements of the planets. <laughs> I repeat, Jupiter is the house Clara. He is the he is the teacher. He is, he is the one who he is the priest that presides, and you are the king. Therefore, you have to do the ajna. The soul is the king. Soul is guided by Jupiter. Sun is guided by Jupiter. King is guided by the priest. As long as the king lives to be initiate, the kingdom was safe. In any story. There are always initiates that guide the kings. If you, if you see the stories coming from Bible, in the Old Testament, when kings stopped listening to the initiates, there was a downfall. The initiate himself can be the king. That's another situation. The initiate himself can be, can be the king. Or he may employ a king and remain an initiate. He has the ability. That's why it is said that a Brahmin can be a ruler. In Indian parlance it is said like that. The Salivahana Sekha was established by Brahmin Sunday. Means the initiates. By, by, whenever we say Brahmin, we should not think to the Brahmins who are Brahmins by Bhakta. Brahmin in scripture means he is in relation with Brahman at all times. That is Brahman. The one who is in eternal relation with Brahman is called Brahman, Brahmin or Brahman. Others are namesake Brahmins. Namesake. So the, the initiate himself can be king, or the initiate in due course can establish a king and he can be more in contemplation to receive the plan and execute to the king. So we have the initiate, our initiator is in the top of the head, Jupiter, and we are the kings to execute as the soul. That's why we always say Indra is guided by Brahaspati. Brahaspati is celestial teacher. And Indra is the celestial king. And in our parallel, in our world of matter, there are kings and there are initiates. And we are the kings of our life. And we can, we should receive the guidance from our teacher who Precise on our head. So, by which place do you give to your teacher in you? The, the best place is to keep, it, keep him on your head. Hold it on your head. You be at his feet, that's how it is said. <coughs> and you be in Ajna. If you are in solar plexus, You can invite the teacher into your heart. It's already a higher position for the teacher. Always allocate a higher placement to the teacher in your being. In your shrine room also, you set him as we set him here at a place higher than the where we sit. 
a higher place. So Jupiter and the Sahasara. You as the sun or soul. There are replica of the sun. Be at Ajna. It is from there, from there you can rule your kingdom. Until you reach that point in you, you cannot say that you are king of your life. You cannot be a ruler of your life. Then what are you? A slave. A slave. To be a slave, no one would like to be, isn't it? We have all parts. In every part of the planet, there is such fighting to overcome slavery. Isn't it? No one wants slavery. We would like to rule ourselves and with the guidance of the teacher. <laughs> when we don't listen to the teaching of the teacher, what happens to us? We become slaves. We become slaves. Slavery happens. So our aim, our goal in life is that you hold your teacher on the top of your head and you take to the crown at the Ajna. When you take to the throne at Ajna, then you get the crown. You are a crowned king, isn't it? When do you set a crown on the head of a man? Only when he gains the throne. We have related meditation, second meditation. When you gain the crown, then only the, when you gain the throne, then the coronation happens. The crown is set on your head. Gaining the throne means the throne is over here at Ajna Center. You should be able to settle there. Where, where are we settled? We are settled in matter, that is in Moolazara, or in emotions, in sexual center, or in thought, that is in solar plexus. We are somewhere down the line. Not even above the diaphragm we are. We are all below the diaphragm. Or sometimes below solar plexus, since most of the humanity is still emotional. When we are emotional, we are below the belt. That's where we hold the belt from where? Around the solar plexus. The vadanam that the ladies wear are also around the solar plexus. The pants that we wear should not be below the solar plexus. They should be around the solar plexus. Now people are wearing their roasted pants where they their path bellies hang over the pant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You should never do that. The, the, the lower garment shall have to be from the point where the solar plexus is. Below that it is called below the belt. Below the diaphragm itself is not a very good situation, but below the solar plexus is still worse. It's an aspect of emotion. If you live below solar plexus, you are an emotion. If you are at solar plexus, you are engaged in thoughts. If you are in Moolabhara, always thinking of matter, you are upside down relating to the matter. That's how the scriptures speak. That a mundane, mundane man is deposited upside down in Moolabhara. 
from that state he has to set up himself and move over the emotions any event that happens around you in life should not put you to emotion emotions are we all know what the emotion anger is emotion excessive desire is emotion kama krodha desire and anger the first set of emotion lobha moha illusion we fall in illusion all and get into false attractions and we try to hold back to ourselves what we we the positive attitude it comes to us we are so possessive of people we are so possessive of things we are so so possessive of so many things this excessive possessive attitude excessive is an emotion and it gives you more and more illusion we are all illusion about our body illusion about our destitutes illusion about our properties illusion about our places that's why every person thinks this is the center of the earth wherever he stays he says this is the center of the earth naturally in a spherical form wherever you make a point that becomes the center you go to ujjain in india they say this is the center of the globe <coughs> you go to delphi in greece they say this is the center of the globe you go to israel there they say around the dead sea this is the center of the globe you go to mexico they show the place and say this is the center of the globe who is right all are right when they ask me which one do you think master is the center of the globe I say, I am. <laughs> I am the center. And all around me is, each one has his own circumference around him. So also it is with you. You are the center and around you there is a horizon. <coughs> Isn't it? Wherever you are positive, around you there is a horizon. The horizon moves as you move. Isn't it? So what is the center? Truly speaking, I am is the center. Because I am is in between the world and that. He is in between. He is in between personality which relates to the world and that which is the basis for him. That I am and personality. The master, the super soul, the soul and then the soul and personality, these are the three states which we explain, isn't it? So what is the center? I am. So therefore, if your center is a matter, you are around the matter. Then it's actual, it is emotion. Coming back to the topic of emotion. Kama Krodha, meaning excessive desire, undue desire, and then the related anger when you don't achieve what you desire. Kama Krodha. Lobha Moha. Miserliness, positionless. Arising out of illusion, we possess, isn't it? Man tries to possess woman, woman tries to possess man, and it's a great fight all around. We are comfortable if we, if the lady is comfortable if 
ఎవరి హౌస్ కొలాసిన్ ఇండియా యూనోస్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ ఆర్ ఈవెన్ మోర్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ దాన్ ది మాస్టర్ మాస్టర్ పది మనిషి We have different situations in the East, especially in India. So you have come out of it in the West. You have decided to, yourself to be the servant mates also, so there is no problem. You are, you are, you are Gobhi yourself, you are the dishwasher to yourself, you clean the house by yourself. So you have integrated the Panamanshi into you, so... <laughs> And here we have facilities for dishwashing, for cleaning the house. for washing the clothes. That's why when the Westerners, when they come to India, they also get spoiled. They get spoiled. They are always asked, Is Gobi Kumarigari? Is Gobi there? Gobi, 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 Gobi. Everyone speaks of Gobi when they come to Vishakapatnam to the Swiss Center. Because they look for a Gobi, and they look for a dishwasher, they look for a cook. Isn't it? They look for a sleeping woman or a sleeping man. Why? Because these facilities are there. If you go back to your house, you are your own sweeper, you know, the house. You are the dishwasher of your own dishes. Isn't it? And you, you, you put your clothing in the washing machine. So everything you yourself do means you have expanded your <laughs> yourself into all those activities. So why I am saying this is that we keep on discussing about, the other discussion today is about Panamanshi, servant maids, and discussion about the persons around you. The ones with whom you frequently interact, we keep on expressing our opinions about them. Isn't it? This expression of opinion, the other side of it is the degree of pride you have, decides how much you judge others. Don't think we are all very humble people. I can't say you are not humble, but I can say am I humble or not? I can always see on the basis of opinions that I express about others. And the teaching says don't express opinions about others. Worry about yourself, don't worry about others. When you have prejudice about people, it means you are proud. And the prejudice is mostly a malicious opinion she has, you know. Madha Mahasthari Mula. Kama Krasa Nova Moha Madha Mahasthari. So these are all emotions we do have, even if we can't say we don't have, it means we are in sacral center. And if we are engaged in all thoughts about the world, we have so many... The moment we pick up a newspaper, we get into discussion. Isn't it? The newspaper, the television channels give a lot of news of the globe and also of your nation and also of your problems 
and also of your town. It is in a fourfold news you get. About your town you get news. About your province you get news. About your nation you get news. About the globe you get news. In four, four levels. Isn't it? So we indulge in discussion about it. Early in the morning at breakfast table or in the bureau. It doesn't really help us. We can't change anything about it. We can address, you can just try to work out a betterment for you. What am I to do is more important than engaging in this worldly thoughts. Thoughts about the world. So that's how mostly men being mind-oriented, they are engaged in thoughts and they are in solar plexus and it's an endless process. Moon, moon precise over solar plexus. Negative mass precise over sacral center. It has to be made positive. Then it becomes aspiration. It becomes aspiration. One pointed approach to a noble purpose. Only mass can do. Mass is the driving force. If you let it into emotions, it destroys you and destroys the surroundings. If you apply it to your noble purpose, your noble purpose, you can get into music as it's a noble purpose. You can get into painting, you can get into any kind of a thing which is helpful. A noble aspiration gains excellent support from Mars, which rules over sacral center. Moon rules over the solar plexus. That's why when you are disturbed, in your thoughts, you have disturbance in the stomach. And then at the base center it is Saturn, which relates to matter and conditions you with matter, or it can regulate you in relation to matter. There is a positive side of the planet, there is also the negative side of the planet. So as you move to heart center, then it is Venus. So this moving into the heart center enables you to experience the beauty of the world through the beauty of wisdom. See, the one invaded, to the one who has taken to the higher dimensions of beauty, they no more relate to the beauty in the form, they relate to the beauty of wisdom. Beauty has its own essential a farm can be beautiful, but it is temporary. These flowers very beautifully arranged here. Isn't it? You have a better vision of them than me. Very seldom I sit over there. Only when I sat over there, I saw the beauty of this altar. And it is behind me, I cannot see. You can see it better. Isn't it? Those pillars, the golden yellow pillars, these flower plots. <laughs> They had earlier yesterday a huge leaf as a background for these flowers. Now the leaf, it is now gone in a matter of one and a half days. It's over. Isn't it? And there, are, there is a beauty of a Shivalingam upon a Hamsa. I don't know how, how many of you have seen it. It is all done with the devotion. Upon the Hamsa, there is a Shivalingam. Indicating Hamsa, Shiva, Soham. 
If you see that, we should be able to get that kind of an idea. Hamsa Sivatko. So you are no other than that. Hamsa holding Shiva, you experience I am really Shiva. And there are other Hamsas over there where they don't have body. It is like a snake with wings. There are more winged snakes than Hamsas, if you observe. There are two, there are Hamsas on the floor where you find wings with a, upon a snake form. There is no stomach over there. Did you observe that? So, those are all winged snakes according to me. Those are the ones who do them. They could be hamsas. <laughs> so, anyway, it's a, a presentation of beauty. But then this beauty doesn't stay long. See? The beauty of the form fades away. The beauty of the flower, how many days it stays? So is the beauty of the form. You may have been very beautiful when you were in your youthful years, isn't it? Say from around the twenty-one years to fourteen years, you may have been very beautiful. Thereafter, what happens to that beauty? For a person who goes gets into eighty years, already the hair forms, the skin gets into cripples. You have a bind-down position. You walk like a swinging beam, isn't it? So what happened to all that beauty that was there in the form before? Beauty of form shall have to be replaced with the beauty of wisdom, which is eternal. Wisdom is eternally beautiful. That is Venus. Is from beauty of form to the beauty of wisdom when you rise, you do not so much care for the beauty of the form. A man of wisdom is much more attractive than a, a Hollywood star or a Bollywood star. That's why he is never attractive. Why? Because it's not that his form is attractive, but what he expresses and what he demonstrates. He is so very beautiful that people are drawn for years of time. All the initiates, their teachings continue to be attractive because the beauty of wisdom is a, a permanent beauty. Mm-hmm. A thing of beauty is joy forever like that they say. But things are not always... The palms do not retain that beauty for long they have, a, 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 a lily has a day, isn't it? For a day it is weak. Next day it is no more. And the next day it already smells. The fragrance is gone, is gone, and then it has a stinking smell. So also the body, a day after the soul leaves, the body stinks. We can't hold it anymore, isn't it? Bharya Vibhyadi Tasmin Vehe The lady who is fond of her man, two days after he departs, she can no more bear that form. Can she? So also the man, you make haste to see that it is taken to graveyard, either for cremation or for burial. You can't hold it. Form is like that. 
So why are you so much worried about the beauty of the farm and get illusioned by it? It is a fading beauty. <coughs> the beauty of wisdom, it is forever. So when you are attracted to wisdom, much more than attraction to the farms, you, you stand as a chance to ascend into the heart. It is the wisdom that lifts you up into the heart. That's the buddhic plane. In solar plexus it is mental plane. In sacral it is emotional plane. In base center it is glass physical plane. In the heart it is buddhic plane. Where you crave for the wisdom everywhere, the beauty of the sun ray. The beauty of the sun ray you, you relate to, the beauty of the moon light you relate to. We can't say moon ray, but a moonlight. <laughs> so therefore there is there are beauties which are eternal, there are beauties which are temporary and transitory. So the moment you move into the heart, you are already above the diaphragm. When you are above the diaphragm, which is already something. If you are above the, the throat, it's all divine. It's, it's all divine. So therefore the Venus that we speak in the East is to enable you to relate to the beauty of wisdom. When you relate to the wisdom, and if your mind gets very soon tired, it means it is still more with the mundane things. You see, in the morning prayers, you have such roars as snoring, which is, people are sleeping in, in prayer, so they are snoring as if they are roaring. A roar like snore is happening, isn't it? <laughs> Why? Because the matter in them dominates. When the matter dominates the awareness, you fall asleep. Listening to a class, you fall asleep. And relating to a contemplation or prayer, you fall asleep. The sleep comes because matter dominates conditions the spirit. You have to make sure that you have to make your intake much more lighter. In the tissues of your body, when there is lot of density, your intention, your inclination to fall asleep is very high. Or not again. If the tissues of the body tend to be light, even your, even your sleep is light. Even your sleep is light. As I said about the yogi, he is seemingly sleeping, but he is not. He is giving rest to his mind, senses and body, and a part of him is fully awake, a part of him is semi-awake, and he is never into slumber. Why? Because the tissues of the body have transformed into such a lightest state. So when there is more and more tamas in the body, meaning inertia, the tissue becomes heavy and then you fall asleep in the wrong moment. You fall asleep in the wrong moment. That is the reason why you say, they say if you are falling asleep in prayers, 
If you are not able to get up early in the morning, or you feel very heavy when you get in the morning, you should try to adjust your food habits. Adjust your food habits. Don't eat things which are, which are grown below the earth. All that grows below the earth like the roots, like potatoes, like onions, which are very tasty, isn't it? If you regularly eat them, they, they don't receive much sunlight. There is more matter in it and less light in it. Just say potato and onion are not recommended if you wish to lighten your body in terms of weight. And when a, a lighted tissue receives, meaning in terms of weight when it is light, it can absorb more light. Otherwise what happens when the light comes, the sleep comes. During the morning hours people sleep far better, you know. For those whose bodies have dense tissues, they have such comfort during the dawn hours to sleep. But for a yogi, the dawn hours are so golden Golden. What is the difference? The difference is the texture of the body. See, we wear different clothing with different texture. If it is too heavy a texture, you don't want to wear it, isn't it? Ah, this chair is very heavy, I can't wear it. It is. They are the masters of restrictions, you know. <laughs> if it is slightly heavy, they can't wear it. They say, oh, this is heavy. But you are having a very heavy body. Heavy body denies you from the work of the life. That's why you have complaints in the morning to get up. And even if you get up, you tend to fall. Always. That's why you can notice who have dense tissues in their body when you do the prayers in the morning. Simple. Others don't have to tell you. And in, in, in uh, occult practice or uh, practice relating to life, no one should point out to others. They should know for themselves. They should know for themselves. Okay, I fall asleep in the morning prayers, it means I shall adjust my food. I shall not take as many potatoes as I have been taking. I shall not take as many onions as I am taking. I shall not take as many chamadumpas as I am taking. But among the roads there is one exception, Kanda is an exception. <coughs> among the roads there is another exception, the carrots are an exception. They are exceptions. But then there are things which available in abundance that grow above the surface of the earth. Why are you inclined for those things that are grown below the earth? Below the earth. The idea is that you tend your form subtler and subtler so that it absorbs more light. When you absorb more light through sun rays, when you absorb more light through your inhalation of prana, 
the 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 heat in the body it can synthesize itself the heat in the cells that of the body is synthesizes and the gives birth to what you call the fire of kundalini <coughs> the fire of kundalini is nothing but the 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 synthesis of the latent heat in the body that exists in the tissues of the body and the active heat that you supply to your respiration together they ignite just like in a stick of fuel there is heat and when you apply heat from outside it efflames itself the stick efflames itself isn't it likewise this body of matter carries in it the latent heat that latent heat with the help of inhalation of prana especially during the dawn hour when there is golden light coming or in the dusk hour when the golden light is coming these are all agencies that enable the 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 flaming by way of kundalini fire and so it is so therefore you have to make sure that when you are more and more relating to the light that's why you should not shun from summer you should not shun from shun from the sunlight to be in sunlight Happy point is very healthy. Happy point. One and a half hours after sunrise. One and a half hours before sunset is the best time to relate to the sunrise. You can mark the sunrise hour, sunset hour. Ninety minutes after the sunrise. Ninety minutes before the sunset. You have the golden light. Relate to it. That's how you can improve the tissues of the body because the texture of your vestitude called the body shall have to be transformed. When that, that, when that happens, slowly your inclination for wisdom is more. Your inclination for wisdom is because wisdom is nothing but the light of the soul. You would like to know, you would like to know, you are... your attitude is more to know certain things than not the grasping is of going to a mall is of going to a cinema hall you feel like utilizing in the time to relate something to some aspect of wisdom time is there instead of engaging in all kinds of talk gossip isn't it Gossip is such a beautiful thing for, for being so that they forget time and they gossip. You know? Time passes by so fast when you are in gossip. Isn't it? But that's all expending the energies. Expending energies for nothing. So therefore, all the time you save to relate to wisdom, the more you relate to wisdom you are more relating to the light of the soul which keeps on transforming the tissues of the body and when you are in deep love with wisdom you experience the beauty a beauty which never fades away a beauty that never fades away other beauties fade away 
the moment you lose your head, already you lose hope, isn't it? Any number of attempts to yeah. <laughs> gain hair doesn't work. So you, you would divert yourself to something else. Ramana is smiling. <laughs> it's not that he, not that he is bald, he has put himself to a, a bald state with a purpose because anyway I lose it, so let me give the habit of keeping a clean, a clean head. It's a very intelligent day that he is enabling, he is giving us the the habit of seeing him with a shaven head. So eventually, even when the head is fallen, we don't feel any difference. Maybe he got this technique from Master Sri <laughs> So, things that fall, why are we after them? Let us not be with things that fall away. Let us not be with things which eventually depart. There are things which never depart with you. They don't depart from you, not with you, from you. A teacher never departs from you. A student may depart from a teacher. Students may come and go. Teachers do not. They come to stay put. That's what Master Sri said. Once <coughs> Once I am with you, I am with you forever. That's the statement of every teacher. He is the stable one. He is the unfaltering one. He, is, he never fails to be around. Never. Can we say the same thing with other Depends. The associations we had 30 years ago, they are not there today. Associations keep changing, isn't it? Our associations keep changing. And they are bound to change because they are, they are, they are not based on permanent principles. They are, they are based on principles of worldly experience. Experience. A student, if he feels the teacher is no good, he may leave. Because he finds the teacher is not profitable to him. Allah Salam is marched Guru Vedada. But the Guru does not. He never fails, he never leaves, he is ever, ever and ever. That's the beauty. Likewise the wisdom. It never leaves. That's why we have stories about the the mother of wisdom and the mother of wealth. And the mother of power. Powers may come and go. You may be very powerful for some time, later you may not be. For some time, you may be very powerful person, but later you may not be. You may be very wealthy person for some time, later you may not be. But if you are wise, you are wise forever. You become human. Among the three mothers, we speak of the mother of wisdom, the mother of wealth, and the mother of power, the safest mother that we should relate to is the mother of wisdom, Saraswati. It is the flow of the diamond-time consciousness through all the seven planes of your existence. The flow of diamond-time consciousness. That is Saraswati. 
That's why we always decorate her with white flowers and white sari, isn't it? All that is white is said to be Saraswati. All that is red is said to be Durga. All is said to be blue is Lakshmi, like that we keep giving colors. Among these, what is ever stable with us is wisdom. Wisdom is convertible energy. It can be converted into power, it can be converted into wealth. That's the beauty. Wisdom is a convertible energy. <coughs> power cannot be converted into wisdom. Wealth cannot be converted into wisdom. If you are a millionaire, you can't buy wisdom. Likewise, if you are powerful, you may be powerful, but you may not be wise. Isn't it? There are many powerful kings that have come and gone. But there are king initiates who have their basis in wisdom and also were kings. They are remembered. A king initiate is remembered, but just a king is never remembered. A rich man is never remembered, but a wise man is never remembered. There may have been rich men, stinkingly rich people during the times when the masters were in the world, eh? but who knows today of them, but we know the master. He survives the cycles of time by virtue of the wisdom that he demonstrated. Why I am speaking all this is, the, 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 the craving for wisdom is the means to raise yourself into the heart center. People thinking, think of getting into the heart, isn't it? The heart doesn't allow you to stay in it unless you have such a, such, such love for wisdom. <coughs> we have love for other things, we also love wisdom, that doesn't work. <coughs> we also love wisdom, but if our kith and kin comes, our wisdom is. If the family members are around or if they have come from distant places or we have gone to them, then wisdom takes a secondary place, isn't it? For a grandfather, grandson is more important than wisdom, isn't it? Because grandson is so attractive more than the son to the, to the grandfather. So he is attracted to the grandchildren and then wisdom takes to the Hopefully we are not coming to the, to the program, if we ask someone, my children have come from, my grandchildren have come from America. It's not the America, it can be Bangalore also. <laughs> Isn't it? Let them come, you can enjoy with them, but which is your priority? That is important. For, for the one to whom wisdom is priority, he stands chance to move up. Wisdom is the means that leads you into higher levels. That's why Katha Upanishad in the last but one stanza says one thing. Even if you stay in the heart, there are hundred lines that pull you down. Hundred lines of awareness, nadis, we call it. In India we have 
two ranges of nerves one one is flow through which blood flows they are called nerves and there are channels through which the awareness flows they are called nadis nadi and nara for english in english there is only one word for both they call it nerves so therefore mostly you are pulled down towards mundane the pull towards the mundane things is much higher than the pull towards the upper realms that's how it happens that's why we keep on engaging with so many so much of the family relatives and their functions their ending functions always the more you have the family circles more circles of family members more functions more attendance right from birth to death there are functions there is many functions there is literacy function there is upanayanam function there is a marriage there is a 60 years program there is a 70 years program abo bo 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 feel is that even if you have the number of marriages that one is certain you have to concise yourself to make sure that you move you have time to move up that's why katha upanishad says there is only one line of light that goes upward while there are hundreds of lines of light that lead you downward that's what katha upanishad says if you are with the wisdom and if your priority is only wisdom and if wisdom is not part time to you then you stand to move up from the state of venus to that of mercury mercury means it is already proximate to sun is it which is the most proximate planet that moves around the sun is you see it's mercury 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 is called the second sun in the solar system. It is six times much more effulgent than the earth, while sun is seven times. So after the sun, if there is anything called the second sun or the junior sun or the little master, it is Mercury. The beauty of Venus will lead you to Mercury, to the, to the ultimate of wisdom. <coughs> your attraction to wisdom leads you to the depths of wisdom where you grow proximate to the soul that's how you raise to the throat when you raise to the throat your throat when expresses it is attractive to people to listen if people speak not all speeches are very attractive isn't it when some speak people listen and some speak people don't listen if some people speak they say when will he stop like that the thing and they don't talk for a second time isn't it then we know how a man speaks they decide okay we know how he speaks that's not bad you have better things to do this speech is preceded by mercury and then you reach from there then you relate to the sun and you which is adjacent 
The sun himself remains to Jupiter. Imagine when you receive from Jupiter and then you express through Mercury, that is the expression coming from higher surface. An expression can come from solar plexus and it is a, an expression of mundane thoughts. An expression can come from sacral, that is expression of emotional thoughts. An expression can come from the muladhara, where it is all dense, mundane things. An expression can come from Jupiter, then it is from highest circuits. All impersonal teaching, all impersonal writing happens when there is a bridge built between Jupiter, Sun and Mercury. You receive from Jupiter and you express through Mercury. You listen and then you express. That is how it is worked out. So, coming to the, the arrangement of planets, if when you are making these contemplations, you can also do this kind of a contemplation, let Jupiter be on my, in my Sahasrara. Let me be in Ajna like the sun. <laughs> let my throat be preserved over by Mercury, the Lord of Speech. And let my heart be preserved over by Venus, the beauty of the subtle world, the beauty of the world of light. Every world is called the world of light. Let my solar plexus be preceded over by moon, giving me the coolness to the thoughts that I express. Let my sacral be preceded over by Mars. Mars. So that I stand in tune with a goal that I have set for myself in this life. If you, you have, we, we, we set goals and try to reach. So you can set a goal either into mundane life or into subtle life or father life or to ultimate truth. Set a goal. Let your mark help you to reach it because he is the force in the force should not be let in any direction and every direction. A, a, a focused force can achieve anything. That's why Subramanya, which is the Lord of Mars, Kumara, he is invincible. Anything he sets his target, he reaches it. That's the Mars in us. Let Mars be set. That's why we say, for all consecrations, it is Mars, Diksha, forty days consecration. Forty days is a cycle related to Mars. <coughs> Each sun sign, he covers in forty days. That's why it is forty days Diksha, Mandala Diksha, like that. Forty days, if you do the same thing, it slowly becomes a habit. So this diksha, consecration, is what Mars gives. If you don't give any direction to it, he does lot of devastation. So force, unless the force is given a direction, it keeps on destroying things. That's why right from the childhood people are given aspirations. Right from your tenth year or seventh year, 
ensure that the chain gains some aspiration that I shall be, I shall be like this. This is my goal. An aimless, a goalless being is a, a wandering being. A wandering being, isn't it? A street dog, it has no, it has no program, specific program to go here and there, isn't it? It goes into one street, someone say, hey, like that, it goes into another street. It is directed by the people. Someone throws a stone again and goes to some other place. And in a corner it sits and licks his stone wounds all the time. That's the street dog, it has no program. The street dog has, a, has no program. A wandering mind is considered to be a street dog. So therefore it has to be made watchful, it has to be made alert, it has to be set, given a program. It's all about the mark that decides a direction for you in life. All religions are preceded over by Mahasya only. The religious consecration, they are all coming from Mahasya. When, when Mahasya is there upon you, you take to some kind of consecration. You decide, every day morning I will read this scripture without fail. It, is, it comes from Mahasya. Then your Satya and your Mulazara, it consolidates your life in a purposeful way. Otherwise, it sinks you in matter and binds you, binds you forever. Satan, it has its rings, but it also has the ability to consolidate you in a program. You can anchor things. Manifestation of kingdom of God upon earth is possible only when you have a good Satan. You cannot manifest unless you have good Satan. <coughs> Not all people can manifest things. They may have very great dreams. But manifestation happens where there is a positive side of Satan. When you, when you receive a plan and then you wish to manifest it, when there is a good Saturn, he enables it to manifest. Good Saturn, good Mars, good Moon, good Venus, good Mercury, good Sun, good Jupiter, etc. You can set all the seven planets as an alignment and do that kind of meditation. No matter where you are in your personal chart, wherever the planets are, you can plan a different program for you by setting the ideal placement for every planet in the center relating to, in the seven centers relating to you. By that, next life you will have better luck. Better luck. Mercury in the throat. Mercury is all about this stuff. It's a great blessing. But if this Mercury is related to lower centers, your speech can be very manipulative, very misleading, very confusing. Some people when they speak it is confused. Isn't it? Some people when they speak it is very clear. What is the difference? 
right association of mercury with other planetary energies in you. So this kind of understanding today, being the December call, <coughs> what did I say? I say it is very difficult to speak. Why? Because moon and mercury are in communion with sun and not much can be expressed. But with the presence of the master and the blessing of the master, it can be expressed. Because nothing is impossible for Jupiter. He can, that's what master himself said. He said, don't worry about the planets anymore when you relate to me. Don't look to your personal charge anymore, he said. Don't look to your illness anymore. Don't go by your personal charge. They have no meaning anymore because if you relate to me, you would have a different program coming from me, not from the planets. He has such great courageous statements that he made. But I have given different functions to the planets now. They don't function as before. Like that is hope. People thought he was mad. <coughs> but he is himself a representative of some energy which has come from the most high circles. It is that energy that spoke through him. That's why he himself said, I am a medium to it. The Master always said, I am a medium to an energy that has descended from the most high circles, the Brahman himself, via the cosmic plane, via Sirius, via, via the Leo system, via Scorpio, which has entered into me. So it is what is speaking to, through me. That's why he said, new, new functions are assigned to the planet. So don't go by whole understanding. So they can function in a different way and in a beneficial way when you relate to the energy that has descended to Master Siri. That's how it is. Therefore, you don't have to condition yourself with your little knowledge of astrology. Sometimes it is better that you don't know astrology. <laughs> because the more sciences you know, the more you get conditioned. There was a man who knew astrology himself, and he saw his chart and said, it is very likely that I die. The time is up that I may die. So his wife, she, he informed his wife, don't be anxious, I may die in the coming days, he's coming. The sanity configuration shows that I die. He is very popular astrologer. So the lady believes maybe it happens. And Tachwood, he had a fever. So he assumed that this fever has come to take him. And it also added chill to him. So he says, Shiva likes malarial fever. And he is shivering. And an amount of coverage did not help. He said, Time is up, time is up, time is up. So the lady was worried. So he went to the initiate in the village and said that my husband, he is he's on the deathbed, he is himself saying that he would die. Is there any way to recover him? Then uh, 
ప్లూటో the planet cooperate with me and as long as you are working to in a purposeful manner don't you worry about it i am sure that you continue to grow so therefore while you have understanding of the senses know that there is something more than the science as the master of the universe and that master of the universe is present to you in your own being in your sahasrara you have to invoke him and he blesses us with will with knowledge with activity and the master outside he is there as his representative of the universe master to intimate the methodology indicates the path and he would he would lead you into the path and helps you in the path and enables you to realize that you are immortal and you can be you can function with complete awareness of the one brahman within you and around you such is the work so therefore have an understanding in fact the understanding that i have about the placement of planets around us in the firmament has enabled me to come out with this kind of a topic. Topics are not pre-prepared, isn't it? They just happen after the prayer, when you start speaking by the grace of the Master. That is the beauty, that's why the teaching is live. I know. Since the teaching is live, you have been hearing, otherwise you would not be hearing. You are all much more intelligent than me, I know that. But <laughs> much more intelligent than me, but still you keep listening just like a flute music is being listened to. Why are you listening? I know that it is something happening from higher cycles and for decades this listening has become a habit we keep gathering here. And uh, I, I always feel that this is a very preposterous position that I take here. very pre-posterous. But it's okay. Something else presides and delivers itself. And I am discharged. I am discharged at every session. And I am grateful to him. And let us all be grateful for having been given 
such is such is done that enables us at least for some time to be away from our body conditioning <laughs> and enter into our real state of being units of consciousness what is important for us is not to feel about your stomach not to feel about your head not to feel about your body and its discomforts all that feeling if you don't want it comes more and more but if you relate to consciousness that you are <coughs> then higher things to prevail the lower passes on and the higher prevail the lower passes into an order that's why more and more relating to the higher the lower which we call personality falls into an order people think that they can they have that they have to set their personality into order they have to set their personality into order to relate to the divine but the wisdom of synthesis is relate to the divine the personality falls into order that's why i tell my friends when they ask about morning walk i prefer prayer to morning walk in spite of any number of sicknesses that i have morning walk is secondary to me prayer is primary to me because what prayer can do morning walk cannot if your body conscious more body conscious than being conscious you care more for body walk and you cut short your morning prayer programs and recitation programs isn't it so do you prefer a morning puja or a morning walk it all depends which do you give preference to if you give preference to the that you have to be one day your awareness have to shift from body consciousness to the pure consciousness your units of consciousness and this body is also formed according to the consciousness the body cannot this the servant cannot dictate to the master it is the master that should preside over the servant personality is the servant isn't it it has to serve the master that is the soul which you are we have unwittingly taken to the position of a servant while we are truly the master the master unwittingly has taken himself to be a servant it's like a cub of a tiger mixed up with the the, the cat <laughs> the cat and the tiger they look alike isn't it so long with the cat it was moving from the childhood but one day the, the cub of the tiger it saw the tiger roaring and it's majesty then naturally it comes from him isn't it it also roared then the other cat was ran away <laughs> but naturally it is tiger but moving in the cat likewise we have stories that a swan was moving with the duck it got mixed up in the childhood with the duck so it was behaving like the duck but once it saw the other a group of swans moving then it recollected that i am also a swan but not a duck a duck cannot be a swan isn't it likewise swans behaving like duck tigers behaving like cats 
lions behaving like street dogs these are all self imposed conditioning self so we have to regain our originality and original identity that's why we are asked to recollect every morning i am that i am i am that i am soham hamsa shiva soham forget about hamsa shiva soham soham is enough that i am i am a descendant into this body i am not an offshoot of this body i have not grown from the body the body has grown from me so what has grown from me how can i be a servant to it has to serve me that should be the attitude that should be the attitude don't get into as i said yesterday too many health programs which is taken care of you can listen to doctors they say in our forever good they say many things but you decide the appropriateness of things and your health is always in good hands because when you are in good hands your health is but a product of you it is also part everything is spirit this this guts are needed the guts from from the trust that we have if you don't have the trust you don't have the guts <coughs> సత్కవుల హాలికులైనమేమి నిజధార సుతోదర పోషణం హంబుల్ మీన్స్ లివింగ్ ఇన్ ఎ వెరీ హంబుల్ హౌస్ హీ హెస్ హంబుల్ మీన్స్ టు లివ్ హీ హెస్ హార్డ్లీ అన్ ఏకర్ ఆఫ్ ల్యాండ్ ఆర్ టూ ఏకర్స్ హీ కల్టివేట్ అండ్ లివ్స్ బై అండ్ హిస్ బ్రదర్ ఇన్ లా ఈజ్ ఈక్వల్లీ a man of wisdom he is in the royal court and he receives all kinds of gifts from the king he has a palatial house he has palanquin to move palanquin to move servants to carry the palanquin servants at home servants wherever he goes and such a following and wealth everything one day he comes to his brother in law and says why do you why don't you come to the royal court you have such a wisdom join the royal court he said i am with the i am with the king of the kings why should i be with this king now i am already with the king of the king i am comfortable so when you are with the master of the masters who exists in you would he not is he not omnipotent do you doubt his potential that's why the fundamental requirement is set to be trust trust the master who is in you it is of because of him you are in existence it is because of the energy of master in you you are breathing you are pulsating your awareness is functioning is all of this out of this awareness is all this pulsating principles you are not there when you are not there where is your body and it's health <coughs> so which should stand in priority 
we should set things in the right order. When human is made, he is made in the right order and we disturb that order. All this practice is only to redress the order. From disorder to order, if we set, then things fall into right places. That's how it has to be. It is a bit extended up to 8.45. So we continue from 9.45 with the fire ritual. Kindly have a nice breakfast so that we can participate in the fire ritual in your own way. We can sleep also because... You know, when you take food and participate in a session, the energies pull you down into stomach and you tend to sleep. I don't blame. I am not blaming those who sleep. Especially after breakfast. It's a challenge, you know, to do a ritual after breakfast. It's always a challenge. But anyway, let us face this challenge and uh, go through it. Namaskaram. Mm-hmm.